This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. I'm Elaine Scala. This segment is all about understanding how a consumer proposal debt consolidation works and who can use the consumer proposal. Uh, Blair's going to explain how making a proposal can allow you uh, the opportunity to consolidate and cut your debt without borrowing added interest or professional fees. We're going to understand, get a chance to really understand the process and whether you might qualify to use one to deal with your debt. So Blair, let's start at the beginning. Can you explain what a consumer proposal is and how it's different to consolidating debt with a bank loan or financing? Because there's a big difference. For sure, Elaine, and I'm really happy on today's segment because we talk about proposals a lot, you know, in a nutshell, what it is, and of course, we're going to give you that summary, but really getting down to that next level of detail of, you know, what are the nuts and bolts, who can qualify, what are the timelines, we're going to go through all of that today to really give that next level of detail for someone that could be considering this type of a remedy. And what a consumer proposal is, it's a consolidation option that allows you to put all of your debts together and repay what you're able to afford to repay. So first off, there's not a dollar of interest that's charged when you file a consumer proposal. It's just a question of how much of that debt that's outstanding can you reasonably afford to pay back if there was no further interest charged and you're not going to be making payments for the rest of your life. A proposal has to be done in a term of up to five years and usually two to four years is most common. So for most people, when they file a consumer proposal, there's immediate relief uh, from all of the interest charges. There's immediate relief for all of the collection activities and there's a significant reduction in the amount of debt that's owed often as much as 50 to 80 percent of the debt um, is written off it's not collected by your creditors and once you satisfy that proposal it's legally considered as paid in full even though you've just paid back the portion that you can afford so what happens when you file a consumer proposal is you have to link directly with a licensed insolvency trustee um, only a trustee can help you with a proposal nobody else has the standing to do so not a lawyer and this isn't something you can do on your own and then the trustee will help you structure that proposal and it might be you know you've got $25,000 of debt and you can afford to pay back you know a third of that or just over $8,000 and you're going to make those payments over a term of up to 60 months. Uh, once you've decided what that offer looks like your trustee is going to send it out to your creditors and they've got 45 days to consider that offer and all we need to accept the proposal is a simple majority by dollar value of the people that you owe money to. So it doesn't matter if there's, you know, 15 different creditors and, and 10 of them will say, no way, no, how do we want a proposal? Um, as soon as we get more than half of your debt to say yes to the proposal, it's legally binding on everybody. Nobody can opt out of this proposal, regardless of whether it's a government or a payday loan company or just a bank that doesn't want to negotiate. As soon as we get 50% to say yes, the proposal is legal legally binding. And that happens in just about every case that we deal with. And it's you know, quite simply because 
creditors understand that some recovery is better than no recovery. And the alternative, if a creditor rejects a consumer proposal, is the person is not obligated to file for bankruptcy, but that's often their next option because they can't pay the debt back in full. Uh, if you've already re been rejected for a consumer proposal, you know what else is out there? It could be a personal bankruptcy, but it's about 1% of cases where we don't reach a deal in a consumer proposal. About 99% of cases we do reach a deal. Uh, just one final aspect here is a consumer proposal is not refinancing. There's no new loan, no debt. There's no credit rating qualifier that you need to have. Um, some people come in with a perfect credit rating. They've never missed any payments whatsoever, but they know they're stuck on a minimum payment trap that they'll just never get out of debt doing what they're doing. Um, other people come in, they've been sued for their debts. Collection agents have been hounding them for years. It doesn't matter at what stage you're at. A proposal can be implemented at any point um, to help you get back control over the debt. Okay, so before we ask the question about um, how do you qualify for a consumer proposal, if you already know that this is the avenue that you want to take, you want more information, but this is the thing that feels like it might be the best option for you, Sands & Associates number is 1-800-661-3030. Their website is sands-trustee.com. So how would a person qualify for a consumer proposal, Blair? Yeah, that's a great question. And and one point I forgot to mention just as we were talking, yeah. Elaine, is just in terms of costs of a consumer proposal. And this is where sometimes things can seem too good to be true. And, and trust me, I'm as, as skeptical as the next person. But all of the costs are included in what you repay in a consumer proposal. So if you decide you can pay back 30 cents on the dollar of your debt, that's all that you pay back. And the government sets a government tariff that says of that 30% that you pay back, some of it comes to the trustee, roughly 20 20% of your payments, the balance of it, roughly 80% gets paid out on the debt. So there's no extra cost when you do a consumer proposal above and beyond what you can afford to repay. So, so administration costs are just not a barrier to take into consideration. Uh, in terms of how you qualify for a consumer proposal, you know, essentially, if you're not able to pay your debts, uh, if you owe more money than you own in assets, essentially, you probably qualify for a consumer proposal. Uh, I know on the, the nuts and bolts of what you need to know is you you have to be filing as a person and not a business. So it is a consumer proposal. There are options for businesses to make a proposal. And quite often it's someone where they might have some business debt, where maybe a business has shut down, they've been left with some liability uh, for GST or personally guaranteed debt. Um, those persons can certainly file a consumer proposal to deal with that. Uh, you can have debts of up to $250,000, and that excludes the mortgage on your principal residence. So that's quite a high limit. There's not too many people I see um, that have upwards of you know $200,000 of debt or, or are approaching that limit. So just about any situation uh, where you've got a significant amount of debt, a proposal can work. And it's also possible to file a joint consumer proposal. So if two people have some debts in common, it could be husband and wife, or it could be just two people um, who've, who've borrowed some money together they can file a joint consumer proposal and that debt limit is up to $500,000. Uh, there's a lot of wide eligibility depending on how severe the problem is. Um, the only other eligibility is you just can't have an open consumer proposal. So sometimes we speak with folks, they're in a consumer proposal now, uh, they've got to finish that before they consider dealing with some new debts. But it also does explain that when you do a consumer proposal, you know, it has an impact on your credit, but it certainly doesn't make you untouchable. It's still quite often you're able to get uh, additional credit even before the proposal uh, has been completed. 
you know, one other requirement on how you qualify for a consumer proposal is you have to deal with a licensed insolvency trustee. So again, no debt repayment agent, no credit counselor, no lawyer can file a consumer proposal for you. And you've got to be careful too, because sometimes if you reach out for advice, and we talk a lot on this show about credit counselors, whether they're not-for-profit or for-profit credit counselors, be very careful if they're giving you advice on whether you should or should not do a consumer proposal, because you have to be aware if a credit counselor just referred everybody away to do a consumer proposal, they wouldn't be in business very long because they don't make any fees when an individual goes to a trustee to file a consumer proposal. So you definitely want to get the insight directly from a licensed insolvency trustee, uh, which costs you nothing to get that in that information. Are there situations where it's not a good idea to use a consumer proposal to deal with your debt? And, and what might what might that situation be if there is? Yeah, there's certainly um, situations where it just doesn't make sense. And a lot of it comes down to, you know, your ability to make some regular monthly payments. So if you have a very high amount of debt, but you have some limited or very unstable income, making a, a successful proposal could be unlikely. And in some cases, personal bankruptcy is, is a better option. Um, so sometimes folks come in and they've got, you know, 20 years of past income tax debt, the, inc the interest and penalties on that are now into the hundreds of thousands of dollars even paying back 15 or 20 cents in the dollar of that just might not be affordable, especially if it's someone where their income is sporadic, they might be self-employed and things might, you know, be feast or famine at certain points. Um, so you want to make sure if you sign on to a consumer proposal, it's affordable to you that the portion of the debt that you're going to be reduced down to is still something that you can absorb into your budget. Uh, another situation where a proposal might not be a good fit uh, is if you're over $250,000 of debt. Now, it's not to say you can't do a proposal. There is another type of a proposal uh, listed in the law called the Division One proposal. We can go into that in, in more detail at some point, a little more technical. Um, but some different rules and different processes apply. So you do have to be under that $250,000 limit. Um, in some cases, if your debts are relatively low, let's say it's you know a couple thousand dollars of debt and you've got really good income each month, you might be able to just budget yourself out of this situation. In those cases, you might work with a not-for-profit credit counselor, try to work with them to get some budgetary coaching or maybe get a little bit of an interest reduction. So a proposal can make sense, you know, if the debts are over, say, four to $5,000, that's when you should consider that as an option. Um, but in some cases where the debts are quite small, a proposal might be more of a sig serious, significant legal remedy than what you actually need to do. Uh, what's also important to know is just reaching out to talk to a trustee doesn't mean you're automatically going to be put into a consumer proposal. And there's going to be no impact to your credit rating on just getting some advice. And for a lot of folks that we sit down with, we're going to talk to them about some do-it-yourself options. If it's someone with high income and low debt, well, let's look at your budget and see where you might be able to save. Um, in some cases, people come in, they've got all these collection notices, but when we look at the actual debt, well, these are 10-year-old debts you haven't paid on. These are essentially uncollectible. You could never be sued for these debts. So it depends on whether you can handle the stress of getting some collection calls. We'll tell you how to stop those even without a consumer proposal, but we're going to help you understand all of your options and show you why a trustee is your best ally if you're facing a debt problem. Consumer proposal is one tool in the toolbox, and it's certainly one that a lot of people see a lot of value in, but it's not the only piece of advice you're going to get when you sit down with a trustee.
Okay, so let's say I've decided consumer proposal, or it seems that that's the best, the best option to take. What's the kind of the stuff that I need to bring to you? What do, what do you need to see of mine in order to, to get that started? Mm-hmm. Like many things in life, the most important thing, 80%, is just showing up, you know, just attending <laughs> that meeting, reaching out, you know, asking for help and being willing to have a conversation with us, you know, where that conversation is going to go. You don't need to have any documentation prepared, but it's good to know, hey, we're going to ask you a few things about who you owe money to and around how much you owe to each of them. Pretty logical stuff. We're going to try to understand your budget. So what's your income? How much do you earn in a month? Uh, what's your household size, the general expenses, um, any medical conditions, any things that might be changing. If you know you're going to have to move and rent's going to get more expensive, we want to talk about all of those things. Um, do you own any assets? And a lot of people think if they file a proposal or a bankruptcy, they have to lose all of their assets. Well, in a proposal, you never lose any assets. You actually keep everything that you have. Uh, and then we'll make sure that you know, you're filed up to date with your taxes and any government debts are dealt with. So the first meeting, it's a generally it's a positive, it's an informational meeting, it's just a consultation to help you understand what's out there. And the more information you have about your situation, the better advice we'll be able to give you. I would think it would be a a great stress reliever for anybody walking in the office and sitting down and having that first meeting. And that's the idea. A lot of people say it feels like a weight's been lifted off their shoulders, just unloading a lot of things they've been carrying for a lot of time, and then just getting that hope, knowing that there are options that are out there and probably better options than you ever thought existed. Exactly. You owe it to yourself to get debt help and take an hour to talk confidentially with a local BC debt expert. They have offices all over British Columbia. The phone number again is 1-800-661-3030 for Sands & Associates or visit their website, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. I'm Elaine Scollin. So we're going to talk about consumer proposals, and some say it's one of the best debt solutions you've never heard of. And I always find that funny because, of course, Blair is an absolute expert. It's the thing that motivated him, that really pushed him, that inspired him to become a licensed insolvency trustee. So Blair's your guy when it comes to consumer proposals. Uh, it is one of the best solutions for individuals who want to consolidate and cut their debt, and it's without borrowing or added fees. So Blair, let's start by explaining what exactly a consumer proposal is. With pleasure, Elena. And, you know, I thank you for that intro because it's completely spot on. I'm convinced, you know, my best purpose in this life is to make people aware of this amazing debt relief option that can ease suffering, help you move forward, avoid a bankruptcy, you know, give your life back. And people just need to know about it. So um, I became a trustee 15 years ago and I've been so thrilled that I've just seen the growth in the proportion of clients filing consumer proposals. When I first became a trustee, it was pretty close to 50 50. Um, then it was 60 40 more proposals than bankruptcy. 30. Most recently, it's 85% of people that are seeking the assistance of a trustee are not filing a personal bankruptcy in the province of BC. They're choosing to file a consumer proposal. And what a consumer proposal is, uh, it's a means of consolidating all of your debt together and then offering to settle your debts for what you can actually afford. So when you do a consumer proposal, all of the crazy interest on your debt that's moving away from you every month, maybe 20 or 30% a year or higher, that goes to zero. So by law, as soon as you file a proposal, 
holes, your debt stopped growing. And that's quite powerful. But what's even more powerful, in my opinion, is that you repay what you can afford to repay. So in some cases, you can afford to repay 100% of the debt if they stop the interest. That's great. But the vast majority of cases that we see, it's some percentage of the debt that you're paying back. So it could be as low as 20, 25 cents on the dollar, could be as high as, you know, 80 or 90 cents on the dollar. But in most common situations, it's around a third of the debt uh, payable over a term of not more than five years. So it's so important too, that whatever debt relief option that you choose, you're not on the never, never plan. You're not on the making payments for 20 years or something along those lines. Anything that you're going to do to get out of debt should not take you any longer than five years of payments. So the maximum term in a proposal is five years. And what's great is as things go better, and they often do, once you've got all that debt stress off your mind, you can sometimes increase income or decrease expenses. You can pay a proposal off sooner at any point uh, with no interest, no penalty, and just you know get it in the rear view mirror that much more quickly. Um, so who's eligible to file a consumer proposal? Any individual who owes more than $1,000 and less than $250,000, and that excludes the mortgage on your principal residence. So it's quite a broad range. When a proposal first started, it was up to $75,000. It was a good you know, 10, 13 years ago. Uh, they increased the limit to $250,000. Uh, it's possible to file a joint consumer proposal. So often uh, for spouses or people living in the same household or even business partners, if they're facing the same type of a debt situation, um, they could do a joint consumer proposal. Um, and in those cases, the limit of debt that could be included is doubled. It's up to $500,000. So again, huge amount of flexibility there. Uh, what's important to know too is if you don't have joint debt, if it's say a married couple, for example, uh, one spouse could file a consumer proposal and have literally zero impact on the other spouse. So no impact on the other person's credit rating, no impact on the other person's income, assets, or debts. Uh, if the accounts are separate, as, as a matter of fact, um, then a consumer proposal can be done without any impact to anybody else in the same household. Um, and you know, a consumer proposal is often something that people feel a whole lot of pride doing. So they come into the trustee's office, sometimes they feel as though, you know, they failed bankruptcy is the only option at this point, uh, where a proposal is meant to be the win win, it's supposed to be the win to the individual is they avoid a bankruptcy proceeding, which nobody takes lightly. And if you can avoid that, well, let's try to do so. Um, the win to the creditor is a proposal actually gives them a reasonable return back where a bankruptcy might be a zero recovery based on the legislation. Um, when a person files for bankruptcy, a creditor might end up with nothing. They're quite happy to receive, say, 25 cents on the dollar um, as opposed to zero. And that's why creditors very often, up to 99% of the time, um, accept consumer proposals when they're filed. Now, uh, the next piece we're going to talk about are the basic steps in doing a consumer proposal. But you know what? If you already know that you want to take some action and it involves doing a consumer proposal or at least finding out more, give Sands & Associates a call, 1-800-661-3030. It's a toll-free number. Check out their website as well, sands-trustee.com. You can make an appointment through their website. So let's go back, Blair. What are the basic steps to doing a consumer proposal? Well, the most important thing, and if you take nothing else away from today's segment, is to know the only person that can help you with a proposal is a licensed insolvency trustee. So you can't file a consumer proposal yourself. Um, you know, if you phoned up the bank and said, hey, how's 30 cents on the dollar with no interest over five years? Uh, you know, you might hear them laughing from feet, feet away. They're just not going to be willing to, to work with you on that. You have to do a consumer proposal through a licensed insolvency trustee, a credit counselor, a debt settlement agent, a lawyer, a financial advisor. No else can help you do that. But what's great to know is that a licensed insolvency trustee is going to meet with you for free. 
So at Sands and Associates, all the meetings before you file the proposal are at no cost, no obligation, no upfront fees to get the proposal signed. Um, and once the proposal is signed, it's so important. We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but you're not going to be hit with any fees. So there's nothing uh, unanticipated that's going to happen. If it's a proposal paying off a third of your debt, and that's what you can afford to pay off, you're not paying any fees on top of that third of your debt. There's a government tariff that says once a proposal is filed, trustee is entitled to retain a portion of what you pay, usually around 20%, and the balance goes to your creditors, usually around 80%. Uh, it's all deducted from your one payment. So your creditors are essentially bearing the cost of you doing this proceeding, not you. Now, what are the actual steps to get a proposal going? Everything starts with a free confidential debt consultation. So you're going to meet with a qualified, non-judgmental, empathetic expert here at Sands & Associates. They're going to discuss about your personal circumstances. What are your objectives? What's the family situation? What does the budget look like? And by the end of that meeting, you'll have a good sense of what are all the options that are out there and we'll have potentially structured a consumer proposal for you to consider. And it's my favorite part of these meetings. Um, you know, when I sit down, we go through all the debts and we understand, okay, what's the person paying now and how that's really stretched in their budget. And then I often ask, okay, if we could wave a magic wand, you know, what's a debt payment that you think you could afford that wouldn't put you into hardship and that would actually get you out of debt? I've never had a single client that picked a payment lower than what a consumer proposal could offer. Most people just can't even contemplate that they could reduce their debt so significantly and have so much more room in their budget. So by the end of that first meeting, we're going to have a good sense of what a proposal might look like. Step two is if the person made the decision that they want to proceed with a consumer proposal, then we're going to work to prepare all the required paperwork for you. Um, you'll complete an information form for us. It's usually done online or it could be a PDF or, or a hard copy, whatever works for you. We're going to review all of that information together in a second meeting and say, okay, we thought the proposal would be 150 a month. Looks like that estimate is going to work. Do you want to go forward with it? Yes. Then we book our third meeting where we have all the official documents ready. You sign the proposal. The proposal is immediately legally binding once you've signed it. Um, all those three meetings can happen inside of a single week. Sometimes people do, you know, a meeting a week and it's done in a couple of weeks. Um, everyone's on a different path. Sometimes people really want to think about things and consider. So it's really at the client's discretion. We can work relatively quickly, especially if there's a garnishee or some really crazy creditor actions that are happening. If someone needs an urgent proposal, you know, we can make that in place. But it's usually people come to this in a very considered method really making sure they understand everything. Um, and I've gotten used to having people having their reaction. This seems too good to be true. Where is the catch? And trust me, I'm a skeptical person too. It comes with being a trustee. This is one of those things in life that sounds too good to be true, but it's the God's honest truth. This is what you can actually do to restructure your debt. How long does it take uh, for folks to pay off their debts using a consumer proposal? Or does that vary as much as the circumstances? You know, it definitely varies. Uh, the most common terms for a consumer proposal are between, you know, three and a half to five years. It can't be any longer than five years by law. It just can't be structured that way. A lot of proposals are for three or four years of payment, but where it varies so much is a proposal is open-ended. So it can be paid off at any time without interest or penalty. Mm. So you don't necessarily save money by paying off a proposal sooner, uh, but you do get it off your mind. You get that extra peace of mind knowing, okay, this is all in the rear view mirror. You can rebuild your credit a little bit more quickly 
quickly. So a lot of people do try to pay their proposal off sooner than the term. So it might be set for 36 months, but maybe after 28 months, they've just increased their payments and they're finished at that point. Um, what's important in a consumer proposal also um, is you got to make the payments and that's important, but there's also two financial counseling sessions that have to be attended. And these are more of a benefit than an obligation, really great information to help you understand, you know, what's the best practices for setting up a good budget? How do we plan for goals in the future? How do we try to make sure it's, you know, this is a one-time event where we've had to restructure the debt. So those two counseling sessions are so critical um, to performing the consumer proposal. In terms of how short a proposal could actually be, uh, some proposals are for a lump sum. They're for a single payment. So sometimes this happens where there's a family member, um, other family members want to support the person, they've gotten into debt, and rather than paying off that debt in full, they help the person make a consumer proposal for a lump sum amount. Sometimes it's as low as 15 cents on the dollar. And if it's paid by a third party, you know, even though it's a relatively low proposal at you know a 15% recovery, if that person filed for bankruptcy, the creditors would get zero, which means they're still probably likely willing to accept a 15% recovery, especially if it's paid quickly. So the reason I discovered about proposals is I had a situation very similar to that. A close family member got into trouble with debt and all the family got together to try to help the person, um, you know, let's pay off the debt and you can pay us back at no interest. I wish we had known about a proposal. We could have offered a lump sum, saved the family a whole lot of money, and the person would have gotten some counseling along the way too that probably would have helped them as they moved forward with their financial skills. So uh, in the last minute and a half or so, the question was going to be, how does a consumer proposal compare to other debt management options? And you can probably boil that down into a couple of sentences, right, Blair? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's pretty clear consumer proposals are very different uh, than the other options that folks are, are used to hearing about every day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, consumer proposal, um, the most important things about it is you stop the interest and you cut the debt. So other things that you might hear about, a consolidation loan, well, you're going to pay interest. Hopefully it's a lower interest than what you're paying, but it's still going to be something. Even if it's a credit counseling plan, you might pay zero interest, but you're still paying 100% of that debt back and you can't do anything with government debt in those situations. A proposal can include all of your debt to every source that you have, regardless of whether it's government or not, and it reduces the debt down to what you can afford. That's just so powerful. Uh, A proposal gives you the same legal protection as a bankruptcy proceeding would do. Um, So you don't have to deal with collection calls. You can't be sued. You can't be harassed. Your trustee steps in like a referee and forces the rules of the game which are as long as you're paying this proposal, you have to be left the heck alone um, to basically get on with your life at that point. Uh, And the final thing, a big hesitation is, you know, people think this is going to be seriously bad for their credit and they're never going to recover. Anytime you don't pay your debts in full, your credit is going to take a hit. So even just getting down to zero interest on credit counseling, your credit's going to take a hit, but it is something you can recover from. Generally, just even a couple years after a proposal, people have far better credit than when they began. Here's what you actually need to know to move forward right now. This is the number for Sands & Associates. They have offices all over British Columbia. It's 1-800-661-3030. Or you can go to the website, sands-trustee.com. Make an appointment. Read more if you need to read more. But take some action. 1-800-661-3030. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. 
So often in these segments in the show, Dollars and Cents, we talk about what you can do with debt, how to manage it, how to, how to, the steps that you need to take in order to deal with it. Well, this segment is all about what you shouldn't do. Uh, Blair is going to explain that consumers generally avoid, uh, things when it comes to dealing with their personal debt, like it's too hard, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but this is where you can get, uh, help solving problem debt for good. So let's talk about that, Blair. Um, the warning signs that your debt may be a cause for concern, and what are some of the actions that people might take that make things worse? Well, for no no two people have the exact same situation, so the warning signs might seem a little bit different to each, but there are definitely some consistent hallmarks over time that we've said, you know, people have relayed to us. This is when I knew my debts were becoming a problem. You know, the most simple one is just that feeling, that feeling of anxiety, of hopelessness, that if you're feeling just so worried about your debts all the time, uh, you know, that's a big warning sign that perhaps you do need to get some debt help because it shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't have constant anxiety about your finances every minute of every day. Uh, Some of the more traditional warning signs, things like you've been considering or you've been turned down for a bank-funded consolidation loan. So oftentimes, one of the first things people do when they know they've got too much debt is they try to consolidate. So seeking that out and then eventually being rejected, as a lot of people find out, unfortunately, um, that's a significant warning sign. Um, Just not having a plan. So being in a situation where you know there's no way in the next five years doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be able to get out of debt. I'm just going to keep, you know, my head down, make the minimum payments and just continue to do that. Um, That's a warning sign that you're probably going to be paying a ton of interest. You're probably going to make the banks, you know, quite a bit of profits on you and your credit rating might look fine, but you're not going to move forward financially, be able to build a net worth and save money uh, if you're going to be paying off your standard debts for more than five years at pretty extravagant interest. Uh, one warning sign too, that's a bit counterintuitive, is don't assume that just because you have great credit that you don't need debt help because the vast majority of people that file a bankruptcy or a proposal actually have pretty good credit. They're not out there missing payments or being sued. They've just come to the pretty stark realization that you know what they're doing right now is just not moving them forward. They're just treading water at best. So what should you not do if you find yourself in this situation where you think you got a debt problem? What are the things to avoid? Well, the number one thing to avoid is do not ignore the debt. It's one of the worst things you can do. Um, You can't just wait it out for most debts that are out there. Um, You know, there's not a statute of limitation, anything to do with the government debt. And even for standard debts where there might be some period of time when the debt expires, you know, that can be years into the future. That could be a whole lot, um, you know, of 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 um, anxiety, of heartache, uh, of threats, of collection calls. And sometimes the problem is just continually getting worse because there's more interest, more penalties are being added against your debt, and things just continue to escalate. So one of the worst things you can do is just avoid the problem altogether and not deal with it. We definitely recommend that you face things head on. And if you continue to listen and definitely to other segments, you'll find there's a lot of things an individual can do if they find themselves in debt. So if you feel helpless, know that you're not helpless. There's a lot that you can do. Uh, One of the other big things that you want to avoid doing is taking on more debt. Um, You know, sometimes people 
figure, I guess, you know, I borrowed to get myself into this situation, I'm going to borrow to get out of it. So whether it's looking at a consolidation loan um, or a payday loan or some really high interest type of financing, oftentimes someone gets turned down for a bank funded consolidation loan where the interest rate might be 10 or 12 percent or so. And the only people that will approve them is a high interest installment or payday loan lender where the interest is 40 or 50 percent. The person has not improved their situation by turning their debt into more expensive high interest debt. Uh, and one of the last things to avoid is to count on unrealistic results. So you really have to have you know, a very unemotional view of what am I paying on these debts per month? What's the interest charge? How much am I actually paying the debts down with the minimum payments that I'm making? And you've got to be realistic about your budget. If you think you're going to be able to spend a huge amount of your budget on your debt repayments, you might be able to do that for a month or two, but I guarantee you life is going to intervene at some point. And even if you have a budget that balances, but it's tons of money going to debt payment and you've got no ability to save money, what that means is when inevitably there's some external shock and you need an emergency fund to draw on, if you haven't been able to save any money, you'll be in a pretty precarious situation and maybe have to rely on credit again. So there are definitely a bunch of things to, to avoid. Quite. So before we talk about the some more mistakes that people sometimes make, and you know you already want to take some action to deal with your debt situation, this is the phone number. They've got 25 offices throughout the province in British Columbia, 1-800-661-3030. And it's just even just to sit down and talk with somebody about your situation and see if what the next step might be. And the website, which is just terrific, sans-trustee.com. It's just filled with pages of great questions and great answers, easy to understand in both cases, so that if you just need a bit more information before making that next step, Fair enough. Check out the website, sans-trustee.com. So, Blair, let's talk about the common mistakes that people do make trying to deal with their debt that you really want to caution them against taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two really big ones to go into detail here. The number one here, and I've been crusading about this since about 2009 when the law changed, but still I see it every once in a while, is the idea of cashing in RRSPs to pay debt. That is one of the worst things you can ever do to pay your debts down, and it's something that's not required. Uh, previous to 2009, you might have lost RRSPs if you had to file a bankruptcy, so people said, I'm going to lose them regardless, let me just cash them in now and try to avoid having to, to file a bankruptcy. But since 2009, RRSPs have been fully protected. So you do not need to compromise your retirement savings. No matter how dire your debt situation is, that money is free and clear and protected. The issues when you cash in RRSPs is first off, you're compromising your future well-being. You're taking money that you know you'll need in the future when you're retired and you're spending it now and usually for past consumption. So you've really taken something away from your future self. Uh, to deal with a current issue that arose from, from past behavior. Um, the second thing is that RSP withdrawals are fully taxable. And usually when you draw that money out from the bank, they withhold a certain proportion of it, but it might be far less than what the actual tax obligation is. So I've had a number of people over the years who've said, yeah, I cashed in the RRSPs. I just assumed the bank held back enough tax. You know, I paid off my debts pretty significantly, but then it was like you know a sack of bricks when suddenly I got my tax return next year 
and saw that I owed them thousands of dollars because the bank didn't hold back enough tax withdrawals on the RRSPs. So my advice would be to treat an RRSP like a company pension plan. You would never try to cash in your company pension plan to pay your personal debts and you wouldn't be allowed to anyway. Um, the government has protected RRSPs, but the individual still has the option. So you want to make sure you're not even considering that option. Do not cash in RRSPs to pay debts. One of the most important things I hope someone would take away from this segment. Um, the second big piece of advice for people um, is to really be careful who you take advice from. So what, often it's a well-intended friend or family member, but there's so many things that are out there in terms of different precedents, legislation, um, different sets of rules, and it can be really difficult to see how all of it fits together. And there's only a single professional whose job it is to put it all together for you and help you understand what's in your best interest. And that's a licensed insolvency trustee. So even someone like a debt consultant or a credit counselor, whether a for-profit or not-for-profit, they don't have the qualifications, the scope of knowledge, the authority, and the legal powers of a licensed insolvency trustee. And I spend a lot of time talking with accountants, lawyers, and financial planners. Um, they'll send clients over you know, quite often to us because they know this is not their area of expertise. But every once in a while, I'll have a call from someone who said, oh yeah, my financial advisor told me you know, consumer proposal won't work for me. I need to go into bankruptcy. And in the space of a few minutes, I can say, well, I can see why they might have thought that. But no, you have definitely other options to consider. So you want to make sure you're getting the right advice from the right source. You know, even family or friends who want the best for you, they just might not have all of the information. So reaching out to a trustee is the best thing you can do to make sure you're, you're taking the right steps. And I have a feeling, too, you know, just sitting down with somebody from Sands & Associates for just a few minutes, let alone a, a real good appointment, you'd figure that out pretty quickly. Oh, oh, you actually do know what you're talking about, and that person didn't. Or, oh, I was thinking about doing this, but now that sounds like a really bad idea. Let's talk more about what you think I should do. And that's the kind of thing that I feel, uh, just meeting the various uh, people over the years that work at Sands & Associates. It's just really thoughtful, articulate smart people who are going to get you on that right path. So if you want to get that uh, that free confidential debt advice to work with somebody, a qualified professional on your personal debt-free plan, give Sands & Associates a call, 1-800-661-3030 or visit sands-trustee.com today. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. I'm Elaine Scollin. So we're going to look into the future. Life can look pretty different once you are debt-free. So we're going to talk about some key reasons to focus on getting out of debt. If it feels like paying off debt month after month is never-ending and being debt-free is so far into the future, Know that you're not alone. And that's what Blair Manton's going to talk about from Sands & Associates. Of course, Blair's a licensed insolvency trustee. He's going to share some insights to help you envision your debt-free future, as well as give you some tips that can help you get there faster. So, Blair, to start off, can you share a little bit about what you do at Sands & Associates and some of the debt management resources and services that you offer? 
Well, with pleasure, Elaine. Um, so licensed insolvency trustees, as you mentioned, uh, I'm a trustee and we're a firm of LITs. We're Canada's only debt help professionals that are regulated and endorsed by the federal government uh, to provide debt help services to consumers. So sometimes people are surprised there's really only a single professional that has the power to help you reduce your debt. But that single professional is a licensed insolvency trustee. And at Sands & Associates, we're BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees that are focused exclusively on providing support and debt management solutions to consumers and small businesses. Uh, we've been around since 1990, and we've got a network of local offices throughout the entirety of the province now for a full suite of in-person um, and now increasingly virtual, whether it's telephone or video, uh, services for residents across BC. And the real difference people find when they're dealing with, with Sands & Associates in particular uh, is we always wanted from the start of our firm that it extends through today in our ethos so we treat people with kindness, with respect, with empathy at all times. We know it can feel overwhelming and intimidating to ask for help, especially when it's an issue that can be so personal. Sometimes there's a lot of shame. There's definitely still a stigma. Um, but when people are looking for debt help, the best place for them to turn is a licensed insolvency trustee. And it's not hard to get help from, it, from an LIT. Every trustee and every trustee at SAN certainly offers free confidential consultations where you get professional advice, where an impartial representative and we help you arrange you know uh, uh, arrange for whatever the best option is for you um, out of a full suite of options and you don't need any referral you don't need to pay any upfront costs you can just phone up uh, a licensed insolvency trustee directly and start to talk about the solutions that are available to you and it's uh, and you've got some some things some real solid ways to help people get out of debt i know that um some people are looking for bankruptcy or and there's other options too do you want to just talk a little bit about that of course, Elaine, the second half of the question, so who are we as one, but what do we do is, is even more important. And as you said, Elaine, there's a number of strategies that we can help people with to get out of debt. Um, two, that we help the majority of, of our clients with, uh, one, people generally understand, is a bankruptcy. So it's personal bankruptcy. Uh, it allows you to get a fresh start to deal with all of your debts and start again. Uh, we talk a lot about bankruptcy on this show, that it's generally not as bad as people would think. The conception uh, of bankruptcy is quite different from the reality, um, but it is something if you can avoid filing for bankruptcy, you'd like to do so. And about 20% of the people that we see um, end up filing for bankruptcy given their circumstances. Uh, about 80% of the people that we see are able to restructure their debts using what's called a consumer proposal. And a consumer proposal is the number one alternative to bankruptcy. It's got great advantages over many other options like getting a consolidation loan or even seeing a credit counselor. And what a consumer proposal allows you to do is to combine or to consolidate all of your debt into one interest-free payment where you repay just the affordable portion of the debt um, over a period of monthly payments. So most people offer to repay about 20 to 50% of their total debt, and then the people that they owe money to, the creditors, agree to write off or forgive the unpaid portion and consider the debt paid in full. Uh, what's awesome about a proposal is that it can include just about every kind of debt, so including credit cards, overdrafts, payday loans, lines of credit, even government debt like taxes, student loans, and more. 
And other than filing for bankruptcy, if you owe the government money, a consumer proposal is the only way that you can make a deal with the government to reduce those debts. So for people that we meet with, we'll go through all the options that are available to them. But for the vast majority of cases, they're able to file a consumer proposal. And sometimes they had no idea this option even existed. But when they reach out to a consumer to to a licensed insolvency trustee, they get that great information about a consumer proposal and all the information they need about other options like a bankruptcy. So if you're already thinking, listening to what Blair's saying and thinking, okay, uh, I'm not sure or for sure I want this option or maybe this strategy is going to be work to work for me. This is what all, this is all you need to do is give them a call in order to move forward with your plan. 1-800-661-3030. You're calling Sands and Associates. Uh, check out their website as well, sands-trustee.com. So, Blair, what are some of the big ways that people tell you their lives have changed once they are debt-free? Well, Elaine, it's absolutely transformational for many people, and a lot of people don't understand how much of an impact debt is having on them until that burden is lifted, and they can see, well, wow, they're able to live in just such a different way. So, you know, just getting that constant stress, the constant anxiety and worry off a person's shoulder uh, can just make a huge difference, and also the sense of taking back control. So when people deal with their debt, um, you know, they suddenly are in the driver's seat. They're deciding how much they're able to repay. They're deciding when that payment is going to happen. They've got the protection of the trustee along their side so you no longer feel like you're just being blown around by forces outside of your control um, and then you can start to put your mind on different topics when your debt is not taking up your you know all of your mind all the time um, you can start to be more creative think about different opportunities you know people get a lot more confident in their financial literacy and sometimes people decide to make career changes now that they can see a lot more clearly uh, because the debt has been eliminated um, I think some of our past clients have said it best in their testimonials and anyone that seen um, some of our ads on TV. They're real clients. They're unscripted. I'll just quote a couple here. Uh, Sabrina said, it gave me hope. Um, she was dealing with a tough situation. A mother of four boys in Vancouver uh, doing a consumer proposal gave her the hope to move forward. Uh, another person said, I could finally breathe again. I felt I had something to look forward to. Uh, another gentleman said, I felt that weight off my shoulders for the first time in a long time. It actually looks like I've got a great future ahead of me. Um, that was from one of our clients, Ian. And Elaine, just this morning, I actually had an email from Ian, and I'm still smiling about this email uh, because Ian's passion uh, was that he wanted to become uh, a comic book designer to write his own stories to have his books published and just this morning he sent me an email with a copy of his first comic book um, he's self-publishing he's sending it out um, you know to people for feedback and he says you know from seven years I was broke and now I've got my own comic book published you know what a transformation and you know we get messages like that not every day but but quite often where people just say their life is so completely different because they, they face the debt burden head-on. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Whoa, that's such a great testimonial to hear that from Ian. Um, mm-hmm. and, and listen, I, I, let's finish this segment off talking about what are the reasons, I, and I'm sure there's some common reasons why people delay, uh, let fear get in their way from getting that professional help. And maybe you're going to help describe somebody who's listening right now, and they're going to go, oh, that's me. I need to do something. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point to end on, Elaine. It's only 5% of people that seek our help do so right away. 95% of people, they struggle, they stumble about, sometimes they do things that aren't helpful to them, and it's often a period of up to two years. Uh, When we ask people, you know, why didn't you seek help right away, there were three main reasons people reported back to us. Number one, they wanted to manage the debt on their own, and obviously, you know, we support that, try to get a hold of things, but you got to be, you know, comfortable with what you can actually do under your own steam versus when you need help. Um, the other two, I think, are, are more on point, which they felt ashamed about not being able to handle their debts, and they felt embarrassed to ask for help or worried about being judged. So this stigma about when people find themselves in debt that they've done something wrong, um, you know, that's something that we try to overcome all the time. It's possible to have done everything right and still be in a situation where you have to restructure your debts. So there's no situation where you should be ashamed to reach out for help. There's no situation so severe that you can't get help for your debts. That's such a great, uh, just such a great reminder uh, of all the people that I've met, Blair, and in, in at Sands and Associates over the years of doing the show. I mean, you've just got a really great bunch of people who are thoughtful and kind and knowledgeable and experienced, and it, it's just such a great avenue. I just want to remind you, uh, sands-trustee.com is the website. The phone number is 1-800-661-3030. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.